Opt-in is a place where you can come to get practical, actionable advice to propel your career and your life in the direction you want. So let's sit down, friend, and get comfortable. Have I got a story to tell you. Welcome to the Opt-in Podcast. I'm Melissa Franks, your host, and this is where I teach business professionals to go from surviving to thriving inside of other people's businesses. We are in the last 90 days of 2023. It is an exciting time of year and it is absolutely the full-blown holiday season, so things are likely getting hectic. And that is why what we are going to talk about today is calibrating. I'll get to that in a minute. As I always say at the top of these episodes, I am not the creator of the last 90 days challenge. I'm not the one that came up with the idea, although it is brilliant. Rachel Hollis did. She's in in personal development and she has her own challenge running now. If you want to see how it works and be inside of her community, I recommend that you go follow her podcast to start today podcast where you can learn exactly what she does as well as her daily habits to keep these things going. I have taken what she has taught and I have modified it so slightly so that it's more appropriate to the business context. The last 90 days challenge I have been doing for years inside of my teams and organizations, and I'm bringing it to all of you in this platform in this way because it has been so impactful for so many people's lives. I'm running my own challenge along right side with you. So as we are going through these weeks, Every week in this podcast, I bring a topic forward, something that has been on my mind or that I'm actively doing to help you achieve the final sprint to the end of the year. As Rachel says, the goal of this challenge is to finish the year stronger than you started. And I am hoping that that means that you start 2024 even stronger than you have ever done before. We are in the weeds, my friends. We are coming off of Thanksgiving. We're rolling into all of the December holidays. We are shopping for gifts and decorating and dealing with tired and excited children and animals. And the weather is changing. And it's just, there are things there are things, there are, the world is having its its whole own temper tantrum in every country known under the sun. I mean, we are just, we're in the midst of a very frantic, scary, exhausting period of time. And that's why when I was thinking about what we would talk about today, the idea of calibration came to me. And if you're unfamiliar with that word or you have used it a bunch and don't actually know what it means, because, you know, we like to do that here in America, Calibrating means just making fine adjustments um, to something, just making fine adjustments. Um, Generally, you hear this used when you're talking about instruments of measure. So I need to calibrate my scale. A lot of people do that by setting a five pound bag of flour on their scale. And if it says 5.2, they know that it's a little overstated and they make the adjustment. Um, But anyway, calibration is really just about making minor adjustments. And because you're in the last third, because you are on the home stretch of achieving your goal, now is a really good time to pick up your head and look around and say, so what do I need to get there? We're not dreaming big. We did that at the beginning of the challenge. We're not 
making pivots. We did that a little before we were about halfway through the challenge. We had a whole conversation around pivot point and if you need to pivot and what you need to do. And we've now honed in. We've now said, these are the goals. These are the outcomes we're looking for. This is what, these are the shots that we're shooting. This is how it's going to go down. And this is the point where you need to calibrate. This is the point where you need to make minor adjustments. This is the point where you've done trial and error and you're finally in the groove and you understand what it takes and you have demonstrated results based on actions that have been taken before. And you just need to make some adjustments. You just need to make some tweaks. You just need to calibrate the scale of life, so to speak. And um, I, too... I'm actively doing that. A couple of podcasts ago, I talked to you very specifically around sleep because that is one of my goals. One of my goals is that I get at least seven hours of sleep a night. I have learned over the years, as I have told many of you before, that sleep is a weapon, just like your calendar is a weapon. Um, And if you have healthy sleep patterns, if you're getting enough sleep, you can absolutely be considered unstoppable. And so... In order for me in this season of life to be performing at the level that I need to be performing at with all of the things that are changing and that I'm juggling and managing, I need to be well-rested. Girlfriend cannot afford to get sick right now. Girlfriend cannot afford to take time off of work. Girlfriend cannot opt out of life because there are humans that rely on me to drive them all over the God's green earth, literally, and feed them and clothe them and et cetera. Um, and then, you know, there's a bunch of animals also that I need to make sure don't destroy things or each other or whatever. So I, I don't have the choice or the luxury of taking some downtime. So what that means is that that goal related to sleep has kind of like risen to the top of the heap out of the three goals that I have, which is okay. Um, and As I talked about earlier um, in the earlier podcast, I've had to make some hard choices. Like I've had to abandon habits that have been proven to be very useful and fruitful to me for short periods of time in order to protect the sleep. What I am now realizing, because we are in just a different season here altogether, and it's the busy season with the holidays and the school parties and just the stuff, is that I need to do a minor adjustment. I need to take all of these habits that serve me really, really, really well. And I just need to tweak them a little bit. And I'm going to give you a very specific example of what I'm doing because um, it will illustrate to you from a, from a health and wellness goal perspective. And then I can use a business goal perspective as well for you, um, how I am calibrating right now and still intending to achieve my goal. So we know that my declared goal is I'm going to sleep seven hours a night at least. It's always a little bit laughable because I'm in bed for much longer than seven hours, but the goal is to actually be asleep for seven hours. So I have a bunch of children that play basketball and we have a gym shortage here where I live. What, so that means that these children are practicing until nine and 10 o'clock at night and that requires me to drive them around. So I can't get into my comfy warm bed at 8.15 like I like and be asleep by 8.45, allowing me to get all the sleep and wake up when I want because, because I'm a taxi. So... Part of the reason that I get up so early, 
is because I am a distance runner and it takes a long time to run seven miles, eight miles, nine miles, etc. And what I know about myself from last week where I chose sleep over AM workouts is that if I wait until the daytime to do the workout, the workout does not happen. I do not have a life that allows for flexibility and schedule. I start picking children up from school at a certain time and then they have crap to do and I have work and before I know it, they're screaming for dinner and then they need more drive trips around the sun in order to get to where they need to go and working out for me does not work when they are awake. So that whole week was a wash. There was no working out. It didn't happen. And um, as a distance runner, I need to carve out a bunch of time to be able to run. So what I had to do was have a little bit of a conversation with myself and say, for the next three months, probably. Is that right? Yeah. Mm. Give or take three months. You're in this season where they are going to have commitments at 9 and 10 o'clock at night. And it just is what it is. So what are you going to do? Are you going to abandon the ship and the mission like you did a week ago? Or are you going to sit down and try to figure out another option? And the answer was, for my mental health, I can't just take a hiatus. I just cannot. It will not. It will not serve me in this season of my life. I need an outlet and the outlet is the running and the working out. And so that's not going to work. So, okay. So then I said, okay, so based on that, let's actually just count things. Let's count things. And what I realized is that we, we just cannot endurance run train right now. We just cannot. That is not an option. I cannot be running long distances on weekday mornings, potentially even weekend mornings for the foreseeable future. And I'm not scheduled for any races, so it's not that big of a deal. So then I said to myself, okay, so you can't run for 90 minutes on a daily basis. So what can you do? Well, one of the other things that I have related to my running goals is speed goals. So if I can't run long, then I can run short and fast. And so then what I decided is I said, every day, the six days a week that I always run, you need to carve out 30 to 40 minutes where you are doing a combination of a few things. Hills, aka speed training, or speed training, which for me is a variety of things. This is not a runner's podcast. You do not. I know y'all don't care. Anyway, so I said, that's the calibration. I don't need to pivot. I don't need to go from running eight, nine, 10 miles in the morning to zero and like start, I don't even know what, do nothing or whatever. I don't need to pivot. I just need to make an adjustment. I just need to make a little bit of fine tuning so that I can achieve the sleep goal and I can keep my physical goals in place and my mental health is intact and... I'm moving the needle towards that really big endurance goal situation that I've got that I just can't do right now. So the adjustment, the calibration is that six days a week, I'm going to run for 30 to 40 minutes, depending on what I got going on. And we're going to do a variety of speed workouts. 
And I'm going to be very careful that I don't hurt myself because I tend to do that when I start doing these things. And the other thing that I committed to myself was that on the days where I only run for 30 minutes, that's when we're going to do weight training because I have about 60 minutes, 45 to 60 minutes a day to be able to, to work out. Generally speaking, all things considered and working correctly. So all I did was make an adjustment. All I did was say, what are the goals right now? What am I working towards? What are my super long-term goals that I know are out there right now, but they're just on the back burner and I can't do it? And how can I move the needle for the really, really long-term goals and achieve the short-term goal, my 90-day goal, all at the same time? And so that's what I did, is I just made the adjustment. A professional example of this, because I think it's important for me to just not give you you know, health and fitness advice. Although, you know, I could very easily turn this into a health and fitness podcast and I'd be quite happy with that, but I think all of you would run and hide from me. Uh, (laughs) Yes, that's not why you're here. Um, But a business example of this that I want to share with you is um, I'm in a season where my personal life is demanding a lot of my time. A lot of my time. And professionally, I can work... Let me do some math. About five hours a day. I might be able to get it to six and a half, depending on the day of the week. But I definitely can't pull a 10 or 14 hour day right now. It's just not possible. Like it literally cannot happen. The only way that it could happen is if I spent a whole bunch of time on the phone while I was doing other things and not being present with my kids. So I can only work five to six and a half hours a day. I can squeeze out eight if I'm making other sacrifices and I've done that, but I really can't. I mean, we're, I'm just in a season where I can't do it. And there's a lot of impact related to that when you are at the level of um, professional uh, achievement that I'm at. And I had to really kind of sit down and say, so what can I do? If this is how much time I have to work... How can I maximize my time? How can I deliver the most value? And what do I need to just step and walk away from? And that was a really interesting conversation for myself. It was also a realization that five hours of my time is equivalent to probably 15 or 20 hours of somebody else's time. Just brass tacks when I started to work through things about how much I would expect somebody else other than me to do something versus how much time it would take me to do something else. I'm highly more efficient. And that's because I'm, because of my seniority, my experience and how long I've been doing things. And just in general is how it is. And so I had to really sit down and look at my business schedule and say, so if this is how much time I have to spend, give or take without the pockets I carve out to crank out an email or write an article or review some documentation. If I really only have five to six and a half hours a day, what can I do? And how can I maximize that to the best of my ability? And how can I drive business forward based on that capacity? And I have to tell you that as soon as I sat down and just got really realistic with myself and I stopped trying to do what I was able to do a year ago, which was work 10, 14 hours a day without a problem, there was so much relief because I just felt like I was failing in all avenues of my life. I felt like I was failing from a business perspective. I felt like I was failing 
from a parenting perspective. I felt like I was failing myself and my personal goals because I just, I kept having to make these trade-offs and sacrifices like on the fly. None of them felt good. None of them felt intentional. None of them felt right. And being able to just make the adjustment to just recognize that based on all of the other things that are more of a priority than work right now, what can I do and what impact does that have has been so freeing. Now, I want to recognize very specifically that that example is going to be not helpful to many of you. And the reason that I say that is because I am in a period of my life professionally where I call the shots. I decide when I start working or where I end working. I decide who I work for and who I work with. I have very different reality right now than all of you listening to this. If you are working for other people, you don't get to just declare one day, I can't do 10 hours a week or 10 hours a day. I can only do four. You don't get to declare that because they're paying you probably for eight. What you can do, however, and so this is the sort of adjustments I want to talk about today with you, is you can calibrate your work day. You can calibrate your work week. You can calibrate how much your time, time you're spending at work. This is what I mean. So let's say that you've got a middle management job. It's a great job. You like it. You like the team that you lead. Everything is copacetic and great. And often you find that you're working 50 hours a week. And when you really are critical about the amount of time that you spend, what you realize is that you're productive 30 hours a week. And then the other 20 hours a week is noise. It's either you staying at the office until everybody leaves because that's what's expected of you, even though you stopped being productive 90 minutes earlier, or it's that you're finding stuff to do to fill a Saturday afternoon because you got bored and you live somewhere where it snows all the time and you ran out of stuff to do and you don't want to clean the house. Or I can keep going, right? Um, but what you realize is that you're productive 30 hours a week and you're spending 50 hours a week working. So the adjustment that you make, the calibration that you make is that you go back to working 40 hours a week. You cut out 10, 50% of the non-productive productive time. Just cut it out. Just stop it. Whatever it is. So if you're able to isolate that you're productive 30 hours a week and you're working 50, and by working, I mean you're online, you're checking your email, you're in the office, etc. Then cut it out. Cut it by 50%. Make the adjustment. Nobody's going to miss it because here's the thing. You're not being productive. So nobody's going to miss it. It's not like you're generating work product and now you're generating less work product. All you're doing is taking your time back. And ideally, once you take that 50% back and nobody misses it, then go grab 50% of the remaining unproductive time so that you're really only got one hour a day, five, five hours a week where you're unproductive. That's a heck of a lot better than 20 hours a week of being unproductive. 20 hours a week equates to two and a half business days. It's your weekend. This is what I mean about making adjustments. So while I, the example that I gave, was that I stopped working 10 hours or 
nine hours a day and I went down to six and a half, in reality, a good chunk of that nine hours, I wasn't being wholly productive. I was piddling around, I was thinking about stuff, but it was fluff time. Now, there's six and a half hours a day of just grind time. Like, I am working. The light is on and the productivity is coming out. Like, you are seeing deliverables from me. You are seeing output. You are seeing decisions made. You are seeing businesses move forward. Because I have a small amount of time every day to be incredibly productive. So when I encourage you to calibrate, when I encourage you to make small adjustments, this is what I'm talking about. This isn't the pivot we talked about a few weeks ago. This is just how can I still achieve the goal that I want and maybe long-term things that are going on and react to what life is presenting me with right now. It's fine adjustments. You only have 30 days left. You've got a month left until you are at the end of this run for the goals. So you know what's working and you know what's not. And now it's just time for you to make these minor adjustments. That's it. It's a really easy thing for you to do to be able to calibrate. Um, And you should be able to do it without he didn't have a big old conversation about it. So last week we talked about communication and conversation. And one of the things that I encourage you to do was to understand who's impacted by the changes that you're making in your life and go talk to them about it. Have, and listen to what they say and absorb it and decide if you want to do anything about it or you just want to continue to have the door open to have a conversation. These adjustments that I'm talking about, these adjustments coming from calibration, they'll be imperceptible to those people that you're having conversations with. So it's not like last week I told you to go talk to people and this week you're going to be making some adjustments and then you're going to go back and talk to them again. Spoiler alert, if you didn't listen to last week, I also told you that that conversation is an ongoing conversation. It's not a once and done, but that's besides the point. These adjustments should be really most notable, noticeable to you and imperceptible to others. For example... When I calibrated my availability for work, it's imperceptible to the people that I'm working for. Why? Because I am only committing to what I can do with the time that I have available. I'm not over committing. I am brass tacks sitting down and saying, this is when the open sign is on and this is what I can do within that period of time when the open sign is on and I can do nothing more. So I don't even offer it. I don't even commit that I can do it. I don't even take that stretch assignment. I don't even take that, oh yeah, sure, I guess we'll do that one more thing. I just don't. So if you are making small adjustments, they should be imperceptible to other people. They should just be internal to you. They should just be waking up five minutes earlier because you realized you were wasting some time in the morning before you got out the door. I love to do that. Oh, I need to check this one thing in my email and all of a sudden 10 minutes is gone. I should really just hide the phone from myself except I need it to work out. But regardless, these, these small adjustments are things that are imperceptible to other people. These small things are things that are not impactful to other people. That's the secret sauce. So when you're calibrating, I want you to consider this isn't the season for big adjustments. That was when we talked last about pivot points. This is now the season where you're 
sprinting to the finish line and you just need to make tweaks in order to get there. And this isn't a time where you have to sit down and have major conversations. This isn't where you're moving mountains. This isn't where you're debating the pros and cons of the adjustment. You're just identifying that you have the ability to do it. You are making the adjustment and you are going to keep going. What I want to call your attention to while you are making these adjustments is that you've got a period at the end of the month where if you haven't achieved your goal, you are going to be pushed and pulled in about a thousand different directions. Regardless of what holiday you celebrate, December is chock full of celebrations and commitments and parties and events and things. You have less time to work towards your goal in December than you had in October and November. So when you are assessing the adjustments, when you are assessing what you need to do to get to the end, please also pull up your head and look up and say, based on what I have ahead of me, based on all of the commitments I have ahead of me, based on how much time I know it's going to take to put a bike together the last week of December before Christmas shows up, whatever it is, these are the adjustments I need to make. Don't do it in a vacuum. Don't do it based on what life looks like today. Do it based on what life looks like for the month of December. Adjustments aren't successful if you don't consider the entire environment, if you don't consider everything around you. So if you are going to calibrate, if you are going to do it intentionally, if you are going to make the adjustments so you can get to the end of the year with your goals achieved, don't do it blindly. That's my advice to you. So the homework for this episode, and look at that, guys. This one is so short in comparison, but I wanted to get it out there, get it to the point, and I want to give you your time back. You don't have time to listen to me talk for 40 minutes right now. You're busy. You're trying to get to your goals. So your homework, homework right now, is for you to evaluate all of your goals, identify what adjustments you need to make, make sure that you've picked up your head and you know exactly what the lay of the land looks like for the next four weeks, make the adjustments, and sprint. That's it. Short, sweet, simple, and fast. I wish you all of the luck. I can't wait to start hearing success stories. As you start to achieve your goals, I want you to share with me on social or send me an email and tell me what you achieved in the 90-day period, what you want to celebrate. I will shout you out on social media. I will give you a virtual high five. I'm excited to hear the wins from this community. So until I talk to you guys next week, please know that you are wise, you are strong, you are brave, and you are capable, and I believe in you. Hey friend, thank you so much for listening. My goal is to help as many people as possible succeed in the corporate world. And if this episode resonated with you in any way, the very best way to show your appreciation is to screenshot this episode and share on your social media. Or even better yet, follow the show and rate and review this episode. Don't forget, if you're looking for additional support, you can find me on Instagram at Melissa underscore Franks. 